it's spooky October time. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Terror and Tacos. Woo. I'm Christy. I'm Michael. And it's like almost mid-October. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, because we've been gone a bit. We've been you gone know, a bit. Our schedule's like crazy. Like we do. Yeah. But the temperature, did it drop 40 degrees it since last time? It dropped 40 degrees. And I think... I'm gonna. I take the blame for it because the other day it was hot, but I said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna wear my boots." It's supposed to be boots time, and so I wore my boots, and the next day it was fucking it cold. Was, you put it out into the universe. So you may all thank me yeah. for it. You may all thank me for it. And today it's like I woke up and it, it's sunny outside. It's beautiful, but it's also like what 50 degrees. Yeah, it was. It's 50 degrees, and it like literally three days ago it was 90. Yeah. So fall is here. This fall seems is like here. perfect timing it's to be like, back. Hey, fall, are you coming? And he's like, "Yep." And I've got Chris. I've got winter, winter with me. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're pulling up right now. Um, so what are we talking about today? Today we're bringing back. I mean, I feel like a fan favorite. Uh-huh. We're doing a plan your fall. Um, but oh, yeah, but this is the plan your fall TV edition. Oh, okay. Um, you know, because you can keep it spooky. You with can, movies, you can totally keep it but TV, movies. there's a lot of options. There's a lot of good stuff out there right now, and it got me thinking about what in the past, before binge-worthy television yeah. existed, like what were the things that we turned to? Because hey, you couldn't always spend five dollars to go to the movies on no. Saturday when no, you were you a couldn't. kid. No, you couldn't. And also, though, we had tacos la banqueta. We did. We had tacos la banqueta. I should say we. Were, I was gonna go to a, a, a new place, new to to me at least. And, yeah, me too. Uh, called. Uh, Coco Loco, but uh, East Dallas is uh, fucking chaos. It's fucking chaos because it's Texas, Texas OU, OU weekend. weekend. And among the things that Michael and I fucking despise, yeah. Texas OU weekend is one of them. So I, for those of you that are not familiar, and if you're not, I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe you live out of state, not and, in Oklahoma. And though. you've never lived through the horror. Right. So there's like uh, University of Texas in Austin, and which OU is in Norman. OU in Norman, Oklahoma. They have a rivalry, and every year around this time, they get together and they play their football game. Yeah. And they do it here in Dallas yeah. because it's like meeting halfway. Uh, yes, and they play at the Cotton Bowl, which yeah. is also at Fair Park, and the Texas State Fair is going on. Right now. So it's just like there are thousands of extra There's people in town. There's thousands of extra people in town, and they're not like they're not from here. No. Like, they're from Oklahoma. <laughs> Go home. And they're from Austin, <laughs> and we're at, you know, whatever. And I'm like, just get the fuck, fuck out. out of my city. And we both live really close to, to Fair, Fair Park. Yeah. So it's just like, so anyway, I was going to go. But it seems like they get further, They spread out, they man. They spread out yeah. more. You know, I was, what, I was at Target yesterday and and I had this sea of burnt orange walked in and I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. What is happening? Why Why is there a sea of Why are burnt they coming orange? to this Target? Yeah, why are they coming to this Target? I'm sure there's a Target on Ben White or something. Yeah. And, um, I, I, then I remembered. Oh, it's yeah, Texas. Yeah, Texas And you can't get anything done. No, and like I, so I literally was like going to go to this new place, and then got stuck on Garland Road because there's also some event at the Arboretum. I'm sure in fucking coinciding. Oh, yeah, with and the I fucking just Texas. So you was about to murder people, so I just bailed and went this back way to Tacos La Banqueta and just got Tacos La Banqueta. I think that was a good choice because you know. Tacos La Banqueta, you can count on it. Yeah, it's always it's delicious. always delicious. Uh, it's it's one of the it's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know we gotta we gotta 
pick up our taco game, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like we both live in East Dallas, and so we love staying in East but Dallas. But we we're going to have to spread out. Because we have everything in East Dallas. Yeah. Like, I never want to leave East Dallas. Right. But we're going to have to spread out and go to West Dallas. Yeah. And then, hit, like, hit Oak Cliff. We're going to have to We're going to have to expand. We're going to have to do a tour. Yeah. Tour, gonna, taco tour. A taco tour. I think that's that's the next thing. I think so. We need we're, to do. We've been doing this a year. It's time. Yeah, it's time. Um, anyway, so we're doing Planet Plan Fall, Fall TV edition. TV edition. So, and we each have five, five. TV things. Real, real mm-hmm. quick, I just wanted to say, because we haven't done this in a couple weeks and we, we were opening a show, but have you been keeping it spooky on your, on your free time? I have been keeping it spooky. I have I, as well. Yeah, I've been. I just watched The Shining nice. last night. I texted you about that. I watched Psycho the night before. Um, I watched a new movie that's on Netflix called The Witch House or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. But, you know, there's so much on Netflix right yeah, now. Yeah, it's it's kind of overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. It's like going to fucking Starbucks or yeah. something. Where you just, I just want coffee, I man. just want coffee. <laughs> I just want coffee. That's why you go Psycho, Shining. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We've been trying to do uh, at least one horror movie a night. Mm-hmm. Um, Aspen just went out of town to go go to Austin. She gets the fuck out of Dallas for Texas OU and goes to Austin, which for I think is ACL. for ACL, which, which is, is its an, own its kind own of story. chaos. Um, but we did we did The Shining. We did Rosemary's Baby, Woman in Black, which was oh. nice to revisit. God, and, I love that movie. Yeah. And then I watched yesterday. I watched Candyman. I watched Candyman, too. I still love it. Yeah. Um, she, man. She's got a lot of fucking nerve. She's Christine. got a lot of fucking nerve. I'm telling you, she should have been in our episode of like of white, white ladies. ladies goes yeah. where she doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. She's right up there with Kate Hudson and Hell yeah. Key. It's like um, you don't belong at You don't Cabrini belong Green. here. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. That little boy has to live in this neighborhood. Yeah, leave that little boy alone. Leave the little boy alone. Um, speaking of, we also we did Skeleton Key. Aspen oh, and me. I fucking love Skeleton Key. Yeah, it was great. I, you know, I love it. I that I love the part of that movie in the end where she's like, I'm protecting myself or whatever. Yeah. I, you can't come in here. And she's like, oh, the only thing that circle does is, is keep, keep you, you inside. inside. Yeah, it's like, you don't even know, bitch. You don't even know, bitch. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Wearing your chunky flip-flops like it's 2001. <laughs> your your bell-bottom, <laughs> low-rise jeans, daughter of Goldie Hawn. Um, so, yeah, I just, this is this is the time, man. Um, I also saw, Win- I watched Winchester. Oof. Oof. Is it bad? It's I, just know, kind I, of boring, to I be honest. It, I wanted it to be good because Helen Mirren. She's in it. great in she's it. it. It's she's. It's just kind of. It's just kind of boring. Yeah. And and the ghosts aren't so much scary. Potential. Yeah. So much potential. You want to see something like, um, uh, creepy with Miss with Helen Mirren is teaching Mrs. Tingle. Yeah. It's pretty good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed from back that in the day. from back in the day, but also Excalibur. Hell yeah! Just watch Excalibur. Just watch Excalibur. I mean, it's great. Um, all right, so today we're doing Planet Fall TV edition. These are TV shows that you can, you know, that can keep the spooky mood going. Yeah. Maybe, maybe as a precursor yeah. to a movie. Also, because you know, you may not be ready to watch like a super super scary movie, right? Um, so this is something that you might want to just throw on, yeah, or, or whatever. Definitely. Great. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'll go first. Um, my number, I guess number five, going in backwards order or whatever, uh, is, this is kind of a cheat, because I like to cheat, Christy. This I is know. almost a type of show. Uh-huh. So I wrote down, like, haunted history, extreme ghost stories, the haunted castles of Ireland. I love 
TV shows, not paranormal dudes. I can't stand those dudes. No, no. Why are they all like fucking just douche bros? They're all douche bros. Like, they all wear those like <laughs> affliction shirts. Yeah, it's really it's like that button down shirt with like a heart patch on it. And then this thing on the jean pocket. The Ed Hardy jeans. Yes. So I'm not talking about those. I love a ghost story show or a haunted location show where you get some cool history. Yeah. Like this castle in Ireland has been around for a thousand fucking right. years and all this weird I shit happened. I didn't think happened. of that. I should have thought So that. this is, I've been doing this because uh, you know, Aspen works a normal job way more than I do. So I've been doing this sort of like during the day just to kind of have stuff on. Maybe I'll get some work done. But it's there getting the mood going. Yeah. And you can learn some cool, cool stuff. Shit. Especially when it's uh, Usually if it's in America, if it's like New England or New Orleans, uh-huh. there's cool history. Right. Um, but, you know, you go over to Europe and, man, it's just this shit's thousands of years it's old. Endless. And so, of course, there's like, there are 47 ghosts in this one right. place right. from different eras. So yeah, I, I mean, you know that a shit ton of people died. Yeah. There's no, there's no way around it. Right. It's, they've existed so long. And so I, I really, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Just and which to, one is it? It's a type of show. So I have, that's a good type of show, but one's like, um, Haunted History is, is sort of okay. the blanket. But there's like, if you go on Amazon, on Prime, it has a lot of them, like haunted castles of Ireland, haunted this of England. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I look for the ones that are not me and my crew are bringing in the blah blah blah. Like right. I hate those fucking I hate guys. Those guys. I too. would rather just have a soft British narrator right. saying like. When this castle was built in blah blah blah, like because it's a nice little history thing too. So Perhaps. so that's you know which yeah. one I like. There's there's another show called Murder Maps. Yes, the, along the same. Yes, yeah. Murder Maps is where, also along. Where the same it's like lines. you thought the Ripper was the only one, but right. you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. that shit's yeah. great. Well, I, that kind I, of stuff. I love, I love those kinds of shows. Yeah, and just kind of have those in the background mm-hmm. as I'm cross stitching irreverent cross stitches. It's yeah, it's like that's so perfect. much fun. Midday, great watch. Yeah. Um, so my first one, I guess going in backwards uh, order, is in this, you know, this is just the one that I have at the top. Yeah. Is, that... um, is uh, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Excellent. I mean, I love that entire show. Mm-hmm. I love that entire show, and I will sit and watch it anytime. But if I want to feel super spooky, I like to put on the Hush episode. Yeah, uh, it's... And I think it's it's oh, like it's so season good. four, episode six, or something like that. I think I'm not I'm not sure. I can't remember. It, it it's one of the it's it's Aspen and I one of our first like fall is here yeah. things to watch. Yeah, it's and so I, good. It's so good, and it was written. I mean, it was already like. Buffy was already a thing. Oh like, yeah, it was yeah. Like a few years. She's old. in college during. She's Hush. in college. Yeah, and so so this is a, like it was written and directed by Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like a calling back. Yeah, the, the person Cause, who cause created. By the, the thing. yeah, by the time that show's rolling, there's a whole yeah. staff of writers and. The thing I noticed though is like like that opening sequence. In, in the episode where she's in class, right? And first of all, I was like, wow, Buffy super dresses up. For college. To, for co- like, nobody dresses like that to go to class in college. It's you different know? in California, it's Christy. Different in Cal- I guess. And then, you know, of course, like the first 
minute is a dream that she's having, but you're not supposed to know that. Right. And the professor's like, hey, come here, Buffy, and lie down on the table. Then she calls Riley over, and Riley comes over, and they're supposed to kiss. And I was like, this is really, like, inappropriate. This is not. <laughs> like, this is not appropriate. I Today, somebody would be like, I'm triggered. I'm just, get the fuck out. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm against this. This makes me feel uncomfortable, professor. Um... <laughs> but, fucking Riley, fucking Riley, fucking Riley. But you know, in case you don't know, it's it was it was also a, a really um, I guess important is important the right word an important episode because half the episode is silent. It, it's no, it's staggering. Yeah, and, and I I felt like I remember watching it back in the day, and then like I said, she Aspen and I watch it every year. Uh, the risk that he took. Mm-hmm. In doing that, mm-hmm. I, I have always thought that was like to come in, especially for a show that is so heavily dialogue based, right? right? It's so like witty banter. It, witty banter uh-huh. to say, like, we're going to eliminate that um, and and keep our audience. It's so it's so good. It it was it's so good, and like the themes of you know the the major theme of like communication or lack of it or how we fail to communicate with each other, and in this moment of like this prolonged moment of when they find they can't talk to each other, how we just kind of like go okay fuck language. We're just going to do the thing Uh that we need to do. I mean, I think that's such a cool theme. It is, and to see like how. Uh, they have to, they're, they're like how they research and figure out what's going on versus right. how it normally happens right. in that show. Yeah, um, I just think it's great. And the 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 monsters uh, were ter- like they're terrifying. terrifying. Uh, they're terrifying, and it's it's. It's a 90s show, so it's very 90s look to it. Uh-huh. Beautiful lighting, nice production value, um, witty banter. Um, it's Joss Whedon, so it's yeah. really smart. And I, I also like that it's where where Willow and Tara kind of like get together for real. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's almost like the elimination of talking kind yeah. of gets rid of the bullshit that they've kept, but you know that right. that you put between it. Right, know, exactly. To to, it's, to it, not commit, you yeah. know. It's so good, it's, it's, and, and yeah, the creatures are terrifying. And I remember, I mean, I was already out of college. By the time I was watching this show, but um, my my kids were babies, and I remember watching it, and and uh, it was a big deal that was going to happen. I remember when it first came yeah, it was on, huge. It, it was a aired, huge thing. They were like, you know, get ready for this episode. It's so different, and it was. I remember I was alone at home, and and it was. I, I found it terrifying. Yeah, and and that I think uh, even in, makes that even more exciting because as. As spooky and as Buffy can get, it's it's rare that they go for actually sort of pure horror. Yeah. And I think Hush is pure horror. It, yeah, it, and, and, it, I, and it totally succeeds. Uh, yeah, and I think it's Whedon sort of dropping that card on people. Like, oh, you might have forgotten, motherfucker. This is a horror show. But this is actually what I am really good at. Right. Um, I, I love it. It's one of my favorite, probably, episodes of TV ever. I yeah. think it's fantastic. Great. What's cool. next? So my number four is a show on Netflix. It's a Welsh show that I think I brought up before, but um, called Requiem. Uh, it's, it's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's about um, a woman who is... This kind of goes back to the conversation we had about that other fucking movie. She's a world-famous cellist. Okay. <laughs> so, like, 
the perfection. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, apparently this is a thing. This is a thing. So she's a world famous cellist. Um, she's she lives in London. Her friend is her piano accompanist, pianist. Uh-huh. He's very skilled, but she is like a star. She um, yeah. and the I'm not giving too much away, but like it, wow, a little bit. It starts. She's about to go play this show in London and she's gotten offered a, they're going to go tour New York and the States and it's a big deal. Yeah. And her mother shows up and she's worried about telling her mom that she's going to go to New York because her mom is kind of codependent. Right. Some weird shit happens, some ghost type shit and her mother ends up fucking slitting her <gasps> own throat. What? Whoa, I was not expecting yeah. that. And so instead of going to New York... She's like, what the... Because she sees her mom. Her mom comes up to her and says basically, like, I'm sorry, and then walks off and disappears and then kills herself. And this starts, like, this bizarre unraveling of this mystery, like, what happened to my mother that leads her to Wales. Uh-huh. And it ends up being... It's got, like, a huge, like, wicker man, witch kind of vibe to it. Oh, my it. God. I have yeah, to Yeah, you got to check it out. It's called Requiem because, basically, she starts to uncover the what she thought or who she thought her mother was uh-huh. was not that at all. Like, so she starts to unravel sort of the past and her own childhood. Uh-huh. And it's really cool. But she goes to Wales, and they're all, like... Fucking Londoners, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know. Um, but yeah, so it has like a very sort of. It's definitely in the folk folk horror genre. I fucking love. Yeah, that. so I would check it out, and she's fucking fantastic. Um, the guy who plays her friend, who's clearly in love with her, is really mm-hmm. great. He was on Game of Thrones, and then it has a bunch of people. I think you probably recognize, like older British actors who've just been knocking it out for, right, 40, for years, 40 years. Just coming in, playing the pub owner, doing right. that kind of shit. So it's it's really good. It's called Requiem. I, I really fucking like it. And that it's, sounds super interesting. It's creepy. It's got some scares, but it's more just that kind of like wicker man feel. Like something is going on that I don't quite get. But it's also, it's also great. I was just recently having this conversation with a friend. I can't remember who, but we were having a conversation about the stuff that we don't know about our mothers or like our parents, you know, like we think we think we know them. Right. right? We think that we know their life, but there is a part of their life that we can like never, never. know no. because they existed before us. Well, yeah. And you, but, but like you don't think about those things. And then suddenly they drop like a little bit of truth about something. And you're like, wait a wait, minute. What? What? Yeah. And, and un- unraveling that, mystery of like oh and maybe you'll never know your parents right. completely right you know that's just freaky to me i think so yeah. it's a stra- it's a it's it's a it's a strange thing and yeah there's a joke that john mulaney tells that he just goes ah my father is so interesting i'd love to actually meet him one day <laughs> and it's like yeah like i don't know like, are, we only know them in one context. We don't even call them by their real names. Right. Like, oh, my know, God. That's so you true. You know, like, we're, like, if I called my mom and was like, what's up, Lorraine? She would be like, what the fuck? What, what the fuck? Well, she wouldn't say fuck because God. But th- that would never occur to me, you know? And right. that would never occur to her. It's like, so there's this whole aspect. Yeah. Of so it, parents. It's got, it's very much has that. And it very much has this idea of, like, guilt, the guilt that she feels 
because she she was sort of blowing up mm-hmm. in the cello world. In the cello world, because that's um, a thing. I guess that's a thing that that no she, shade to cello you know, she was like, spending just, you know. less and less time mm-hmm. with her mom, um, who raised her alone, oh. and 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 so she kept putting her mom on, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's really great. Requiem, check it out. I think it's only like eight or ten episodes. It is very made to binge, so sort of right. the opposite of the old school. But yeah, I really love it. Right. Okay, so my second one is, um, it's just American Horror Story, the first season. Dude, great season. Um, Horror House. I love a good haunted house. Uh I mean, I I think that if we talk about my favorite genres, I mean, and folk horror is way, 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 way up there. But I think one of my other favorite just horror genres is definitely the haunted house. Me me too. Um, It's it's, it's so classic. It's classic. And, and, um... It, this one super captures that genre uh-huh. perfectly, and uh, Jessica Lange is just oh, she's, so, she's perfect in so it. So good in it. She's perfect in it, and it was really nice because it, it was nice to see her do something like that. Like her entire career, she's played these kind of like put upon, yeah, you know, ingenue actresses or or, or things you or sort of get stuck with when you're a lovely blonde woman right exactly you know? and it's so wonderful to see her kind of like stretch her mus- her 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 muscles in like that range and she did a, a cheesy movie in the 90s called hush yeah with Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> that's so weird Aspen and I were just I talking totally, about this the and other I night. totally fucking love that movie as cheesy as it is I love that movie and, and Gwyneth Paltrow does not ruin it for me because I fucking hate that bitch she probably had an egg uh, in her vagina she probably had an egg in her vagina <laughs> um, but Jessica Lange just makes that movie and and so to see her kind of like then come into American Horror Story mm-hmm. and and you know, keep going in that direction is really, really, really cool. Yeah, and it, I, it really works as a as a haunted yeah. house. Can I can I can I admit something to you straight yeah. up? It is the only season of that show I like. Really? Yeah, Aspen loves that show. I just started watching. Like I've come back now and just watched the pilot of ni- 1984, their new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not as a, as big a fan as I know you are, and Aspen is of sort of like the camp camp mm-hmm. as aspect yeah. uh, that he is good really good at he's really good at camp yeah he is um and to me season 1 has parts of that but doesn't fully Embrace cross it. over yeah. and so i like season 1's really the only season i thought that i i liked cuz it was scary and weird and really well acted yeah. and he didn't lean so heavily into the camp yeah. aspect of the show. I'll tell, I mean, I like Asylum. I actually do like that because, you know, I appreciate what he does with each season where he takes a genre of horror, mm-hmm. right? And um, so I like what he And he, he kind of changed the game as far as the anthology oh, goes. absolutely. And, and nothing like that even with the Buffies in the 90s, nothing like American Horror Story was happening no. on television. And it was, as a kid that would wake up Saturday mornings especially to watch Scooby-Doo. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the cartoon I wanted to watch. Yeah. Um, to then grow up and not really have that kind of, like... I mean, as scary as Scooby-Doo can be. You yeah, know? man. There's mysteries and ghosts and yeah. shit. It was great. And so... <laughs> Then to have American Horror Story come along and be like, oh, shit, I can watch this on, on, on television, um, apart from the Twilight Zones and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And I love how he takes a genre and each season is a certain genre. So I liked Asylum for what it was. I didn't like it better than Horror House. I had to watch Coven a few times before I really liked it, but I have come to really like it. But I'll tell you, I don't like Freak Show. Yeah, I, I couldn't get through. I just couldn't yeah. get through it. I like Roanoke because it's weird. Uh-huh. It's got like weird hillbillies and that house is strange. But um, yeah, so it's hit or, hit or, hit or miss. miss. And and I will say it's it's I don't think it's poorly made. It's just not Horror House is the one that's like mm-hmm. to me. It's in the style that I like. Yeah. In 1984, I, again, I've only watched the first episode, and I was totally entertained. He goes so far 80s that it's. And he does it well. Right. Um, I'll see where it goes. I don't know. Yeah, I can't wait to see that one. I um, haven't started watching it. Well, cool. This is actually a really good lead into my number three mm-hmm. because I think my number three owes a lot to American Horror Story. Uh, my number three is Castle Rock <gasps> oh. on Hulu. And so season one of Castle Rock, I really liked. Um, it is uneven at times, but it's got some really cool, scary shit. This is a show that kind of ties together or takes pieces of the Stephen King universe. Right, right, right. And so there are a lot of awesome little nods to Stephen King, but you don't have to be a Stephen King aficionado to enjoy the show. Castle Rock essentially is this very strange man comes to town, played by Bill Skarsgård. Of course. And Bill Skarsgård, outside of Pennywise makeup, might be creepier, um, because he's just this giant gangly thing. Um, He is put in... uh, You find him in... He's put in jail, um, and, and you just have, like find out that essentially he's been in this prison for decades uh-huh. but has not aged. And that's kind of where the mystery where it starts. starts. Um, it, it has you know references to The Shining and a, a million different Stephen King things, but you don't have to be... Does he write for it? He's an executive producer. Oh, okay. I'm guessing he just gets a big old check. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I find that like... Even in the stuff that he writes, like his anthology stuff to me is sometimes way more successful than his novels. Um, I was going to say it sounds a lot like the premise for Needful Things, but just a little bit different. But huge. That's one of my favorite Stephen King books. And so Scott Glenn plays, Scott Glenn is the sheriff. Oh, okay. It's the character from Needful yeah. Things. Yeah. So there's awesome stuff like that. Also, he brings back, like, Skarsgård. Sissy Spacek is in it. Oh, so he's, like, nodding to... Yeah, she doesn't play Carrie. No, but... But she's fucking unreal. Right. She has one episode later in the season that is essentially an extended monologue. Uh-huh. Uh, it's staggering. Staggering what this woman can do. Yeah. Um, and so season two is about to come out, but season two this is why I say it owes to American Horror Story, is a completely different story. Mm -hmm. And season two is going to tell the story of the character from Misery, how she became... How she becomes... Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, So it's... I'm sure there'll be, like, maybe references to season one, but it's its own sort of insular thing, and that's what they they want to do in American Horror Story. I don't know why I've been putting off watching Castle Rock. I'm going to... I have to do it. It's really cool. And I will say this, and, and I think people who are into it Agree, like Ian Ferguson is into it. it you got to give it two or three. Uh-huh. Um, the first one is cool, but you're kind of like, there's so much information. You're like, yeah. what is this What's fucking happening? story? Right. But it really gets cool. 
Uh, Sissy Spacek's awesome. Skarsgård barely speaks and is terrifying. Uh-huh. Um, Scott Glenn. I, I mean, love Scott come Glenn. Come on. He's yeah. such a badass. He is such and a badass. And then the guy who plays the lead, whose name I don't have right now, he, he uh, sorry, the lead man and lead woman who's, I don't have their names. I should have written them down. They're both great. Allison Tolman makes an appearance. Oh, nice. Um, she's really good. She plays the lead woman's sister. Mm-hmm. It's got all that creepy Stephen King shit. Right. And it's also clearly building a world mm-hmm. so that when we get to season two with a different story, we already know this town is fucking strange. Right. So check it out. I really like it. It's on Hulu. Speaking of Scott Glenn, he's super fucking scary in Urban Cowboy. Yeah. As the bad cowboy. As the bad cowboy. But that I'm like, okay. But also super... Mesh t-shirt. Man, and he's re- he's quite old. Yeah. In in this, uh, he's still just like ripped. I'm just like, Scott Glenn, how are he's, you still kicking ass? Because he's like one of those skinny, sinewy yeah. motherfuckers. I'm like, this dude's got to be 70. Right. If... Maybe older. I don't know. He's got to be in his se- late 60s, early 70s. And he's just, like, ripped his shit still. I'm like, man, Scott Glenn, he can still kick your ass. And he can still go eight seconds on the bull. Yeah, man. he can. He can still wear a mesh T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, great. So my third one is not, well, I mean, I guess you can count the whole series. But I'm talking specifically about episode four of Haunting of Hill House which is called The Twin Thing. Oh, God, I love and that episode. it's the one where the floating man oh, makes man. an appearance. Ooh. Where, you know how in Haunting of Hill House, they co- each episode covers one of the siblings. Yeah. And this is the one that covers the son, the, the younger brother. Yeah. And we, Luke. Luke. And we're, we follow him and we kind of like learn about his addiction issues and all that stuff and how this... This floating man oh. that he saw for the first time in the house. Yeah, when he was little. When he was little, kind of follows him everywhere now. Yeah. And it's just because, you know, it, it hardly happens to me anymore where I really get fucking scared. Dude. And the first time that floating ghost appeared in the hallway... I, it was just one of those moments of like, what the fuck am I looking yeah. at? What am I looking at? That entrance, because he's floating, but he's still using a fucking a cane. cane. Yeah. It, oh, I got chills. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. So it's like... Yo, I, if you have not watched this show... You've got to watch Haunting of Hill House. You have to. You have to. And and that... I mean, all, all episodes, all the episodes have something scary in them. But for some reason, just that the image of that that floating man and and also something about something about it not looking at him cuz sometimes he'll be walking down the street and he knows he's being followed and he turns around and it has his back to and him and it has its oh, back yeah. to him but it's there yeah. and you're like fuck me yeah i thought I, man i mean we did two we did a two part yeah, episode on 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 i i love the show i love it that image is one of the scary i think probably for me the maybe the scariest image mm-hmm. of the of the show Man, there's some good ghost there's shit. There's some in it. good yeah. ghost shit. I mean, there's goats. Goats. There's. I wish there were goats. There should be goats. There should be goats in there. We have goats in our horror movie. Yeah. Why don't they we have goats? Totally have goats in our <laughs> horror movie. No, there's ghosts in every scene. There's like ghost Easter eggs. So yeah. like, if you've watched Haunting of Hill House and you didn't know this, go back and start looking for all the ghosts, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll find them. It's a, it's a fun little game. Yeah, and watch it, because this, another, this is also sort of going American horror story, yeah. because season two is about to come out, but it's The Haunting it's totally of Bly different. Manor. Yeah. And it's using, this is sort of different than, than Castle Rock. In the AHS vein, 
he's using so many of the same actors yeah. Mike yeah. Flanagan is for yeah. Haunting a Bly Manor. I love that. I love that too. I and love, I'm sure it'll like, happen you know, some in Castle Rock. Having an ensemble, having a company of actors, yeah. and they all have jumped on board. Uh-huh. They all know what story they're telling. They all know what style they're playing. They all know you know, where the yeah. captain is taking the ship and they're like, let's fucking let's do, do it. it. And it's so much fun. And I, he, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about Dr. Sleep that he directed. Yeah. But yeah, y'all, watch Haunting a Hill House, especially before the new season comes it's out. It's so beautiful also. Like, yeah. it's not just scary. It's beautiful it's, to look at. It's the, the entire story is very affecting. Uh, it's I, actually a beautiful story about family. Yeah. About and I, a family finding its way back to each and other. And Aspen and I were talking about it the other night. Um, and we were just talking about how the way it tr- looks at grief actually yeah. is way more powerful and true than than movies that pr- propose to be just about that. Right. You know? I, but I think horror does that yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, look at The Babadook. Yes. The, oh, my God. The way The Babadook looks at grief is actually what it feels, feels like. like. You yeah. know, and I'm not saying I'm the only one. Like, this is not an exclusive club. We're all going to feel it. But I have felt it yes. <laughs> recently a lot. And and watching that movie was, uh, and also Hill House, was kind of like a, a catalyst for me uh-huh. in being able to kind of deal with the kind of shit that you go through, through. when you're yeah. grieving a loved one. And I think that's, you know, that's what makes, separates cool horror from, like, brilliant horror. Brilliant horror. And I think, I, go, I know some... I, the Hill others, House haters can go fuck themselves. Too. Yeah. The others is really good at, at you know, at... Looking at grief, grief and guilt. Yeah. And yeah. Guilt. Oof. Um, Hill House, y'all. And yeah, episode four, if you've seen it, go back, go and, back watch and watch it. it. Yeah. If you haven't, you you have to start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. Now I want to watch it again. Uh, cool. Are we on my number two? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're moving. Uh, my number two, it, I, I think you just started watching this. This is a new show on Netflix. It's French, and it's called Marianne. Oh, man. Or I Marianne. Have it. Yeah, I have it as an extra. Okay. Marianne. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a Hill House as a yeah, like, yeah. mention. So I'm not going to – man, I fucking love this it's show. It's so good. It's so good. It's so, And you and I got on a kick of watching French shows yeah. because we saw The Forest. Because we're very fancy. And we saw La Mante. La, oh, which I oh, love. Which I totally love. And I started watching Black Spot, uh-huh. which is good. And then you said, no, nah, man, you got to watch Marianne. Marianne. And I was like, all right. And, uh, man, it's so it's good. It's so good. It's about – it starts off – it's a, a – well, she's like right around 30, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, famous horror writer. Right. And has written this series of books about this young woman who fights this demon, basically, right. called Marianne. Or Marianne. Marianne. Um, and she is, she is just finished, as far as yeah, she's, she's like concerned. she's tired of it. She's done with this fucking series. And she finished her last book. And I love that it starts, she's at a reading, and she reads the last page. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone gets so pissed at her. Why should we buy the book? And she's like, I don't care. Uh, I don't care. Um, she's awesome. I am. I'm I, in love yeah, with her. I, 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 I love that really. actress. I love that character. Yeah. You know, she's just so kind of like, I don't give a fuck. I don't fuck. give a fuck. Yeah. Um, and, and at the same time, clearly knows like aspects of her life are falling the fuck apart. Right. Right. Like. The other thing I love about what the French do is, uh, you know, she's she's. 
she's hot. I mean, she's like a really beautiful woman, but she's not like mainstream, you know? Like, I don't if, understand if how she, they do it. If she were to come to the United States, I don't think she would, she would land like this kind of lead role. In, no, she'd be like weird hipster alt friend. Right. But she's, I'm, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. You can't not look at this girl. No, she's so beautiful and, and so kind of like confident in the way they costume her and everything. She is like absolutely her own person that doesn't follow mainstream media beauty standards. And is so hot. And is so hot. And at the same time, so so essentially like, I'm, I don't want to, I really don't want to give anything away. What, I will say this, watch it in French. Oh my God, With please. subtitles. Please do not watch the dub. Nothing against the dub actors, but like, you can fucking you, read. You, it, can, you can read. You've got to. You have to, to the hear language. the French, yeah. So she, she's written this story. Some crazy shit goes down, and she ends up having to go back to her small town, uh, town, which is like a port town, right? Yeah. Um, so it has, it has like there has a, there's a creepy lighthouse. Yeah, there's a creepy lighthouse. It's got ghost shit, witch mm-hmm. shit. It's got even demon shit, demon shit, and then it also Catholic has shit. So much Catholic, so shit. much Catholic shit. It's the, great because the French don't forget. We're super fucking We're super Catholic, fucking Catholic and aren't also. afraid to put that shit on TV. Right. Um, and it also has like a really nice Stephen King vibe in that she re- she's the only one who got out. Right. And so all of her friends from childhood are still there and dealing with it's like what it part two should have been. been. It's clear, right? Like it's I'm not wrong. Do you think you think that the the creators? were inspired by Stephen King. Absolutely. They had to have been, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so many nods to his kind of universe. Definitely. Um, And even King said that. Yeah. He was like, I love it. It has a Stephen King vibe. It has, yeah, (laughs) and it, like, in the best sense. In the best sense. Like, it's, it's kind of like... I wouldn't say it's an homage, but it kind of like nods to Stephen King going like, yeah, yeah. this is the guy who did it, so we're going to do it like that. And then there's some truly hard... This oh, is, my God. So this is another thing they do that I, I don't think we do as well. Um, one is being effortlessly hot. All of them. Like, the guy who plays the detective yeah. in real, like, you would be like, oh, yeah, he's a good, I guess, he's just like a normal looking dude, but then he's like, you're like, no, man, he's fucking handsome and yeah. shit. How are they doing it? Because they don't care. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. Also, they don't care about smoking. <laughs> good <Right>. lord. <laughs> they don't care about smoking, and they don't care about drinking. No. Or they, nudity. <laughs> they drink so, so much in this Just show. Like, like from, from fucking noon from, on. Yeah, from noon on, um, they're, they're drinking. But they do this thing so well that, and I've seen it in other shows, but I think Mahlian captures it maybe the best I've ever seen. A complete shift in, in style or genre from like truly terrifying to really wacky and funny super wacky like, like Benny Hill level like ben, wacky and it somehow it, it, it works, works. Yeah. and I don't know why they're able to do that I don't know do you think it's because they're the land of Moliere I think I do and Sartre and Sartre I do think it it is like the two sort of aspects of French culture even Amelie which is one of my favorite movies is heartbreaking and then absurdly like wacky right um, from scene to scene yeah and yeah I think it is it, it is they do it really well they're yeah the, the, the woman who plays Marianne oh my, oh my god, god she's bringing truth down from the acting mountain if, like that woman to the point is where doing the work I think I said to you if I saw that actress on the street I would run yeah, she, I think she has like you know there are certain American actors that like for me it's Joe Pesci like I would be afraid of Joe Pesci you're not gonna like, fucking honestly. walk up and ask for a picture no. 
picture no, with I'm that guy. I'm not going to walk up to Joe Pesci and, and, and do no. nothing. Like, I'd be afraid. And this woman is like 10 times more than that. Yeah. Like, I would not. I would run. And she would probably be like, bonjour. And I'd be she, like, fuck you. Be like, I'm would out. you like some fromage <laughs> yeah. or like something? I don't know. So... Watch Marianne or Marianne. Uh, Look, watch it in French. Get the, ready. The episode where they go to back to the parents' house finally. Oh, dude. And then the, what happens happens at night. Uh-huh. Right? The friend goes because she has to go to the bathroom or Camille. something. Yeah, Camille. And then all the shit goes down where the parents walk out of the oh, house. Oh, my God, dude. I swear. Like, after that episode, I told John we were going to bed. And I said... I, we have to go turn off all the lights, but I'm not going alone. Like, you have I, to... And, and I made him follow me around the house, turning off lights oh, before... Because it is legit scary. It was legitimately fucking terrifying. Yeah. I, I was sitting on the couch with my knees up to my chest. It was... They do it so, so well. well. And she's such a great protagonist that you really do care about her mm-hmm. beyond the horror of it. Right. Her friends, it's a great group. Yeah. What You know, the thing I love about her, too, is that you genuinely do like her, and she's a dick. She is. She can also be a real big fucking dick. Yeah. And you're like, um, I still like her, though. Yeah. Because you know what? Sometimes people are dicks. They're dicks. Especially when they're famous and rich and, and, have and look down on their friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Marianne, go watch it. Watch it in French. Great. So my number two is, man, and I watched this again last night. I went down a hole and is um, an X-Files. Oh, nice. Awesome. Uh, it's an X-Files episode. <laughs> um, it's not the one that you chose. I just love that we're both going out on X-Files. Yeah. Um, well, we have one more after that, right? Uh, you do. Oh, okay. I do? Yeah, you're on your number two. Sorry. Sorry. You oh, just keep okay. going. Okay, keep okay. Going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, my number two is uh, Sanguinarium. And oh, it's, fuck! Yeah, it's from, I think it's season six? Season oh, six I fucking love that episode. I don't remember. It's one of the earlier seasons, and it's a standalone. Yeah. And it is... Uh, it's it's fucked up. It is it's kind of like it takes place in the world of cosmetic surgery. Oh god, that oh yeah. But there's also like witches and satanists, which mm-hmm. are two of my favorite things. Definitely. Um, and it's terrifying. And I I watched it last night, and um, I I remembered why it has always just scared me so much. I mean, first of all, it's it's gory because there's an element. I mean, and this was before um, like Netflix or, or, or Prime Originals where you could actually show all this shit yeah. on TV. So it's not gory in the sense that you can see like, you know, people being stabbed and you see organs or flesh or anything. But it's gory for television. Yeah, for its definitely. Time. And um, it's this, this cosmetic surgery clinic where patients have been dying uh-huh. you know for no reason like right. you, you should not be dying at a cosmetic at a, yeah, surgery right. clinic but they've been dying and so Scully and Mulder go to uh, try and figure out what the hell is going on and it seems like these surgeons are whenever they go into the into their like operating theaters right they are taken over or they're mesmerized or hypnotized by something and and they they go overboard they go overboard in the operation so like the the opening scene alone is this one guy performing a simple liposuction uh-huh. except that he's not supposed to be performing liposuction he's supposed to be working on someone's head for for <laughs> hair growth or something and and he ends up like stabbing the guy 
with the liposuction vacuum. Oh, it's so bold. Thing. Oh, it's so bold. And it's so gross. And it, it turns out that, of course, that there's something way more sinister going on going on yeah. uh, at, the, at the cosmetic surgery clinic um, being, I don't know, spearheaded by the head of yeah. the cosmetic surgery clinic. That, I, man, that's a great fucking and episode. And it's one of the ones where they don't catch him in the end. Which it, I, I yeah. love those. I, it's funny, like, and and I'll because I'm my number one is an X Files episode. So, uh, but I was talking to a guy who's in our production of Dracula, Ian, mm-hmm. who's young. I mean, he's in his thirties. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know how old. Sorry, Ian, I don't know how old you are. So when I was, we were talking about X Files because I've been rewatching, right? Yeah. And I've been posting about it, and he was like, "Man, I I, I you know seeing your post, he was like, I went back and started watching it again." Because Ian was a, a kid when X-Files was on. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I was in college, and I think Ian's at least eight or nine years younger than yeah. I am. So he was a kid. And he was like, man, it's so strange to go back now and watch a show that is not made to binge watch. Right. He was like, I hate to admit that I'm having trouble getting back into it. And I was like, I totally get that. It's kind of what I've loved about getting back into it. Yeah. In that... Not Slow every yeah, not every episode is going to move the overall arc forward at all. Right. Really. And we are only going to learn bits and pieces about Mulder and Scully and that relationship like just little bits here and there. Yeah. It takes years. It takes years for us to for figure out what's happening. What what they are. Right. Um and who they are as individuals and as a pair. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that. And but I do get it because we're so used to I'm going to watch an entire fucking season of a thing in a day. Right. And it's made to be watched like that. Right. Like and it, it's it's so frustrating because I miss the days. Like I actually do miss the days of Yes, I've been watching sure, X-Files I'm, again, and and it's it's a show where, I don't know, sometimes I will turn on a, a show that's on Netflix or, or Amazon Prime or whatever that's meant to be binged, and I can't, like, I can't, because I have so much to do in my life right. that... You can't give up nine that, hours I, yeah, or I whatever. I can't give up nine hours as much as I want to, Sure, you know? And it's nice when I have, like, an hour... Here and there, yeah. Where I can, I know that I can go watch an episode of X Files and slow down and enjoy it. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's great. And I remember what. So when when we were in, I was in school. I was I was. It was one of those things where we would actually have a watching party. Yeah, we did too. And like I looked forward to it all week. Yeah. And those of us who were like super hardcore, a bunch of people would come over and then like there was like the few that were like, shut the fuck up, don't talk. You know? Right. But like try to just talk, like actually talk about the last episode, where we thought it was going. Um, which is kind of I think the 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 thing that Game of Thrones, I think, thrived on as well. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, HBO doesn't release everything at once. And so there is that week in between right. where you can talk about it. The difference is even Game of Thrones' longest seasons were like 10 or 12 episodes. Right. This was like 22 this fucking two, episodes. Yeah, yeah. So you had at least half of those, at least half, if not more, that were standalone. Right. That were essentially monster of the week. Right. And you would, we would move Skulder. We would move Mulder and Scully along. Uh Uh-huh. But only a little. Yeah. Um, I I love it. It also it also really highlights the old school TV thing of like the guest star, mm-hmm. where 
sometimes Mulder and Scully actually don't have the leads in an episode. It's right. the, it's the, the guest star. Right. Um, and I, for, for Sanguinarium, it's the, I always forget his name, but it's, he, he plays, uh, Leland Palmer. In oh, Twin Ray Peaks. Wise. Ray Wise. He's fucking incredible. No, not Ray Wise. I'm sorry, not Leland Palmer. Um, Audrey's dad. Oh, Benjamin Horn. Benjamin I always forget his name too, but he played Tony he in played West Side Tony Story. He played Tony in West Side Story, right? And he's actually like a really good dramatic actor, yeah. like horror actor. Um, so I, 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 I miss, I do miss that that aspect. Yeah, um, the other show that did that for us was Twin Peaks. Twin, you know? oh and my Twin god, Twin Peaks: The Return did that again because they didn't release it at right. the same time. We had that week. In Which was absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. To try to unpack and figure out what was going on, right. and then and then like come up with like what you thought was going to happen. Right. I love that shit. Yeah. Um. So my number one on using that as a segue is an X Files episode. Oh yeah. So it's it's actually pretty famous among X Files fans. It's an episode called Home. Oh man. And it is season four, episode two. Look, I I didn't include it because I knew you. Yeah, I appreciate it. it, and that's why I, I hush was mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not so, to me. Yeah. Uh, this dude, this is crazy. After it aired, it was essentially banned from network television. It wouldn't air again because they used to show X Files reruns all yeah, the time. Yeah, all the time. It would not air again until the FX network was born and carried X Files episodes. It was that crazy. It y'all. is that crazy. It was that controversial. Um, it is about. Oh my God! It's about a, an inbred family, but a, right. like to the extent of generational inbreeding right. that they right. are—I mean, barely human. It's that, so disturbing. It's so disturbing. Like I—I I, I don't want to use the word gross for—I don't know why for some reason it is gross, but it's—it's it's so disturbing it's, because the premise seems like it could actually happen. Yeah. It, it's it's absolutely disturbing. It was funny because I, I posted about it last night and somebody was like, I hate that episode. And I was like, I, I yeah, I get it. If it's just, it's too much maybe. Um, but I fucking, I think it's perfect. It's, 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 a, it's yeah. like a perfect 60 minute or 53 minute horror, horror movie. movie. And it's funny, like rewatching it last night and I've always sort of consciously known this when I, when I actually start to think about it is like, it has had that episode of television, which I season two, sorry, season four, I would have been in college by then, has had such a huge effect on my writing of horror. Mm-hmm. It has what I consider to be the perfect scene uh, of of horror when they when they spoilers whatever they they go after the sheriff yeah. of the small town. The town is called home. Um, it is. I have. Either I think subconsciously, you know, have used so many aspects of just that one scene, mm-hmm. like the playing of the poppy, lovely old yeah. '60s song, yeah. mixed with horrific violence from a point of view of someone who's desperately trying to hide. Like I've used all of that, yeah. and I was like, this episode just had such a it's, huge it's influence perfect. on me. I will say this, obviously if you haven't watched X-Files, you wouldn't get all of the Mulder and Scully stuff, but even if you haven't, 
you could watch this episode right. and appreciate what they're doing. Right. And as a matter of fact, like if you go online, because I mean, X-Files has such a huge following. If you go online and you look for X-Files Monster of the Week, like it will give you a list of like the standalone yeah. episodes that if you're not interested at all in, in Scully and Mulder's arc or whatever, you can go watch. And, and every, every episode is going to have a little bit of that Scully and Mulder relationship. But these standalones are so worth it. Yeah. Um, they're so good. I, I mean, agree. There was so many that I wanted to include on the list and just couldn't. The other one that I watched last night that just for, for as sci-fi, like as a, a sci-fi uh, fan, the Chupacabra episode. Oh, I watched that the other night. I love, I love that, that episode. It's called El Mundo Gira, which means the world turns. Um, and it's it's genuinely kind of like just weird and sci-fi, uh, yeah. atomic age. It's great. Movie scary. And then they will also do, there's a couple episodes that are just downright straight up fucking comedies. Yeah. Like the one vampire. Yes. Share. Like yeah. there's some, I mean, it's it's a brilliant show. It's a brilliant show. show. It, it it waxes and wanes and and gets a little away from itself by the end and but I mean the the, the bulk of it I, I I I mean it's just one of it's just will always be one of my favorite shows yeah I love it yeah so that's my number one what's your okay. number one so my number one is actually something from childhood and I think it's because I think it's my number one because of the nostalgia sure and I haven't been able to find it I, it's not streaming anywhere. And I've been trying to find a DVD of it, and I can't find it. So, I don't know. Maybe if I find it and watch it again, it won't be so crazy. But I remember being a kid and watching the pilot episode of Night Gallery. Oh, yeah. And that was, like, I watched it as a rerun because the pilot episode came out in 69, and that's the year I was born. You did not watch it when you were... <laughs> no, I, not watched, I didn't watch it in vitro. Um, I watched it much later, and it's uh, it's Rod Serling, and it's an a, a anthology. It's three little short stories uh-huh. that all have to do with paintings. Night, night gallery. Night yeah. gallery. And at, for the rest of the series, that was like the premise of it. It was like it always started with like a painting and something about the painting. And one of them stars Joan Crawford, one of the little stories. But there's one in particular, one of the little stories in the, in, and it's made for TV, uh, um, in the anthology that stars Roddy McDowell and Ossie Davis. Actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's called Cemeteries. And Roddy McDowell plays this, like, super asshole, douchebag, privileged, rich kid whose uncle owns this, like, mansion uh-huh. and is dying. And Ossie Davis plays the the the, sir, the butler of the man who has been loyal to the man, like, for many years. And, um, and uh, the uncle dies, and there's a painting in the house, and the uncle gets buried or whatever and then Roddy McDowell somehow is able to anyway spoilers Roddy McDowell is able also to rid himself of the butler who who they also bury in in the graveyard next to the house and um, and his name's Portavoy the butler's name is Portavoy and the, you hear the uncle go, oh, Portavoy, and Portavoy always shows up, right? Right. Anyway, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm delving too deep. Anyway, d- d- making a long story short, the painting begins to come to life. Hell yeah. And and the, the butler, having been wrongfully killed by Roddy McDowell's character, 
takes revenge on him. That's awesome. And you can see in the painting how it's about to happen. Like he's been buried in the graveyard and then suddenly Roddy McDowell passes by the painting and there's like a little hand coming out of the grave cool. in the painting. And he's like, no, I'm just seeing things or whatever. Until you finally see the whole thing played out, played out. That's in the painting. In fucking awesome. And, and you hear the knock on the door and he looks at the painting and there's like a shadow on the, it's it's really great and i it may be terrible I, I i i have not seen it but i i will say this there is an entire generation of horror writers uh-huh. who are like a little older than i am um maybe like mid 50s uh-huh. so older a little older than you and me a little older than you and i who will almost without fail list the twilight zone and night gallery as like the two things that set them on the path yeah uh so i don't i, I again i haven't seen it but i assume you are are not out of depth <laughs> i'm going to find it yeah. because it's really 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 it, i mean as a child watching that story freaked me the fuck out right you know i had i i, I, I need i i need to see it because um, yeah. again you said it came out in 69 it came out in 69 and uh and so i i it must have been like on a movie of the week type thing that, that you I saw, saw it, it and it would come on every so often and my brother my older brother was such a huge is such a huge fan of like night gallery and night stalker yeah uh that show i love was, that show i love that show too um, I got I got into Night Stalker in, in college. Yeah, yeah, I love that show. But I remember, you know, Saturday evenings when it was like, oh, it's the scary movie of the week on right. Saturday nights. And my brother loved to watch them. And my parents would go over to my aunt and uncle's house. And we'd stay at home and watch scary movies. And I remember watching the pilot for Night Gallery. And that story in particular, just as a little kid, I must have been like nine or something, just... It was a lot. And it has clearly stuck it with has you. Stuck yeah, with I need me. to see it because I mean, it, it is. And did you say it's Sterling? Yeah, it's. Ross I mean, that Sterling. dude is just unfucking real. Genius. Yeah, and I think it's like part. That story is part of why I like creepy paintings. Sure. Like, I like creepy photographs and creepy paintings. Uh-huh. And I will choose a creepy painting over a nice painting. Sure. I think because of that. Of that. That movie. That's awesome. I. I yeah, I need to see it. Sterling. I know it, it's funny. There's a whole group of people that it's like, oh, he's the guy who introduced, who talked cool on the Twilight Zone. It's like, it's the dude who created he the created Twilight it. Zone and wrote the Twilight right. Zone and wrote plays and wrote right. essays and was so far ahead of his time socially and culturally. Uh-huh. I follow his daughter because he's been dead for years. I follow his daughter on Twitter who's older than we are. Mm-hmm. And she, essentially her Twitter is just commenting on the horrible things that are going on in the world and then quoting her dad. Yeah. And some of the shit he said about race and gender and things like that in the 60s -hmm. is like fucking what people were still trying to say. Right, right. And so he, I think he was just a fucking genius. He was a fucking genius. And it's, I, I would venture to say that, you know, we can say that like Haunting of Hill House and these other shows have American Horror Story to thank, but American yeah, Horror ha- Story yes. has Rod Serling. Absolutely, to you're, thank, yes. You know the, the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone uh, is still, and, it, and it's still. I just didn't. I didn't include it because there's like 
What are you I mean, gonna? It's it, just it, like what are you gonna say? Yeah. And I and I'll say there've been so there've been two remake. Like there's the new Jordan Jordan Peele remake, mm-hmm. and then there was even a remake when we in, were younger yeah, in the eighties. Go back. I, go back to the go 60s. back to the 60s. Just go watch the they're original. They're so good. They're so good. And there's, the other one that's really good, that's a little bit campier, but also from that era, is called Thriller. Okay. And it was it's hosted by Boris Karloff. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it's like Twilight Zone, and that like gave birth to amazing stories and like mm-hmm. all these things. Um, Tales which, from the Tales crypt. from the Crypt. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I yes, absolutely. Uh, twi- that's where it goes. And it's funny because I'll throw this out as an extra. There's a new version. There's a TV version of Creep Show that oh. just came out on uh, Shutter. I loved Creep yeah. Show. And even even the Creep Show movie owes something. And that's King. Yeah. Even that owes to, to Rod, Serling. Rod Serling. Yeah, he um, was he was doing shit that nobody else was doing. And yeah. it's also at a time in in television history where they were still doing plays yeah. on TV. And he came like he was also a playwright. Like, he wrote right. several things, but Requiem for a Heavyweight, like Yeah. And he wasn't afraid to to tackle, to, to tackle that stuff. And yeah, and yeah he's, he's uh, I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Him and Ray Bradbury and Gene Roddenberry, and, uh, I think. Yeah. And the, oh God, the, oh, geez, the woman who wrote Hill House. She's, Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson is up yeah. there. Like, yeah, those are like, this is why we have the thing that we right. have, right? Totally. Hitchcock. Totally. Um, so y'all get get to watch it. Yeah, get to watch and go watch some spooky TV, and don't forget Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, seriously, man, Scooby fucking Doo. But not Scrappy. Scrappy Doo needs to fucking fuck off. I love all dogs except for that <laughs> motherfucker. Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Scrappy Doo can fuck off yeah. like Texas OU weekend. Fuck, can fuck um, off. What are we gonna do next week? I don't know, but we're our schedules are a little better now. A little bit better. Speaking of, if you're in DFW, keep it spooky by going to see Dracula. Go see Dracula at Theater, 3. at Theater Three, written by Michael Federico and directed by Christy Vela. And use this code Fangs. That'll get, get you, you a, a discount. A, 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 that'll get you a discount. Ticket. One audience member literally left saying, "I'm gonna go home and have sexy nightmares." They did. I heard them say sexy that. Sexy nightmares is our aesthetic. That is our aesthetic. <laughs> So, Means achievement unlocked. Uh, we'll figure out what to talk about next. Also, we do have some some new horror movies coming out soon. Yeah, Doctor Sleep, Doctor Sleep stuff that's like the that. One I'm looking forward so to. So hopefully that will pan I'm out. I'm not going to kid you. We're not going to get tacos. We're going to get chicken fingers. Chickens. But fingers I'm, I'm, it's Mike Flanagan. So yeah. hopefully it'll be good. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening and keep it spooky, y'all. Bye. 